0: All right, welcome to Not the Only Kids in the All podcast, the podcast where we talk about episodes of Kids and All. Today we're watching season one, episode 19. And of course, we're, uh, I'm joined by uh, my, our, our co host, Jared. Jared. <laughs> Jared. <and I'm laughs>
1: how
2: you, how you doing, doing nick? we also have a very special guest yeah yeah <laughs> really oh, trying okay. to forget this that yeah I,
1: I don't know how nick is <laughs> go ahead Am i may be there all right nick
2: is um is, is he's uh peacefully resisting doing the podcast hosting today so i'll take over <laughs> <laughs> today we have as our as our guest is jamie lutz jamie how are you today
3: I'm I'm good. I I mean I can understand like shirking from your duty at this time of the year because totally. I think after a certain point you have in December you have to turn your brain off. um, I'm on vacation and not expect too much.
2: (laughs) Okay, good. That's where we want to keep our expectations at. (laughs) Um, Jamie, can you tell us a little bit about your background in comedy?
3: Sure. Yeah. I um I was at ucb for a while
4: <laughs> um who
3: doesn't and, love that place uh, who doesn't love that place um <laughs> i uh i wrote for through ucb i wrote for a series of game shows um which is sort of tangent i mean not really a comedy thing but I, I got the jobs through ucb so i've written for HP trivia and the nbc showed the wall um and uh did you get
0: to meet chris hardwick
3: i did not get to meet chris hardwick it was all remote because it was it, during the pandemic oh
1: wow um, okay i didn't so know like, the, the wall either yeah. You didn't get to see the wall.
3: <laughs> i didn't get to see the wall i don't know if you have seen it it's like kind of I've crazy i did want to i did want to actually see the wall because when i was watching it i assumed it was kind of like I mean, before I was involved, I assumed it was kind of fake, but the balls really are falling down.
4: <laughs>
3: so no. I really would have uh, loved to actually be there and, like, throw balls up. You, it basically I, feel, like, I
2: have know. no idea what this show is, so just listening to you <laughs> describe these details, I'm like, what the, what the it's,
3: fuck? It's the balls fucking, are real, man! Um, you can figure it out. It's actually an show. I actually, like... Um, I mean, pretty much all game shows to get on the air these days, they have to be, like, really, really high stakes. Um, and the way they did it, the way <laughs> the genius of LeBron James, the executive producer, <laughs> um, was to just, like, take, like, a Plinko board from The pl- Price Prices, Right and, like, make it, um, like, the size of the aggro crag. Um, <laughs> so I that love is, it.
1: Sold. Sold.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but it's also, like, a trivia game. Um, and, yeah, I was Okay, on... so
2: it's called The Wall, but it's about balls.
3: It's about balls going down a wall.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I feel like fucked up that the balls get, like, second credit.
3: Yeah, it should be called The Balls. But it should be called
2: balls, balls, be on a, balls on a Wall.
1: Balls. At least Balls on a Wall. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Um, so, did you yeah, write I,
1: questions, Jamie, or was yes, it
3: like? Yes, I wrote. I wrote questions, mm-hmm. um, and uh, like hundreds and hundreds of questions, like so many more questions than you would have think thought. Right. Um, like until I ran out of questions, and then like probably like um, uh, there was probably like one or two that made it pr- to air per episode of the questions I wrote, um, and it was there only a- like. 10 episodes a season
1: is there a trick to that or like a structure or like uh, are you trying to make them humorous or like what is your usual goal when you're writing one of those
3: uh i mean the biggest thing is just like i mean there's a couple of things like it's uh now i've been doing this for like three years now and what i think is i used to think when i was starting out like that a, a good question was like all about like having like a fun fact you know and now mm. I think it's just like um, It's like It's about an interesting topic It's like finding the interesting topic And even if it's like a pretty like Straightforward question on the topic If it's something that uh That is like a little bit surprising About like a um A thing that people think they know That's like the way The way in Because like it, mm. it's much It's much better to write a question about like um something that people feel like they know a lot about even if they don't than like something um that they've never heard of before but it's like interesting so it's like better to write a question about prince than like sunraw or something like even right. if there's something like really crazy about Sunra. right
4: <laughs> well, so so what
0: happens to all the questions that don't get used like, i don't mm. i have
3: no idea they just like go into but they might be as far as i know maybe they're sold to like other game shows or something
4: oh. um oh, they're wow. sort of
3: they sort of just like they leave but i think what people do sometimes is read like game show writers they like reuse, reuse their questions for other shows mm. did you, you write any
0: questions were, about kids in the
3: hall um <laughs> about this
1: podcast <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I wrote it. It was one of the ones that didn't make it to the air. No, I um, I actually don't think I I did. I very rarely did questions about comedy because I still kind of feel like comedy is a like a niche thing.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Is maybe that's not fair. I did do like some about like Saturday Night Live, definitely. Probably some about Monty Python, though I don't really remember.
2: Can you give us some context for how you, what you know about Kids in the Hall or knew when you started, when you watched this episode?
3: So I was, um, I love sketch comedy, but I was not really a huge Kids in the Hall fan. Um, I uh, I liked some of the sketches I had seen. Like I basically just watched sketches Um, online I'm not I don't even think I had seen a full episode of kids in the hall before I was always more into like the state and
4: uh
3: uh mr. show um but I I always felt like kids in the hall was like very like Canadian (laughs) and very very um very 80s even though it was entirely in the 90s was it really? <laughs>
0: yeah, except the, I the mean, in Canada,
2: that. it's still 2007 now. So. That's true. They're like, <laughs>
3: they are just. I I feel like they're sort of a decade behind. Is that <laughs> that is that is a little mildly xenophobic of me
4: towards? Mm. I,
0: I well, should say yeah. uh, facts the first are First half of season one. First first half of season one was in the 80s, so you're not too. Oh, early. it was.
4: Okay. This one was in nine. Right.
0: Should we should All we right. jump into the yeah? Episode? Do us a little intro. Yeah, because this one, okay. I mean. We we're, 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 we're talking around it But this one actually The episode we're looking at today Season 1 episode uh, 19 was wow. Premiered on May 8th, 1990 Uh wow. number, one, number 1 on the movie charts uh, Once again Pretty yes. Woman
4: Once <laughs> again
0: Jared's been asking for this song For me to play a Pretty Woman song So here you are, Jared
1: and Thank can you I... very much, Nick Really kind of gets the mood uh,
3: Can I guess what the number one song on the Billboard charts was? Yeah. Please do. Was it um, uh, Nothing Compares to You? Oh
1: my god.
0: What a guess.
3: Is that correct? Yes. (laughs)
1: Wow. <laughs> oh, God. Holy moly! Number Are one, you looking for, I think, it up to, and setting us up? How did you
3: know? No, that? I um, I was born like ten days before, and I remember.
0: Oh wow! Oh, we should, you. You last, <laughs> we should have had you on the last. And I love this song. We should have had you on for the last episode. It would have been your birthday episode. Yeah. About, uh,
2: we should your Birthday. I'm so sorry. Happy birthday! <laughs> yes,
1: happy birthday. when
2: i don't check facebook i forget people's birthdays it's really bad my my
3: birthday was sorry no i should my birthday was april 28th i mean it was 10 days before this uh episode i
2: I was born in that case i do think i wish you happy birthday so how dare you
1: (laughs) i don't have facebook and i don't listen much anymore so you have to bear with me
0: those are the two issues I have. <laughs> <laughs> normally this normally I would tell you what the number one in charts in Canada was, but it was uh, it was also nothing Compares to you. Top of the charts. Oh. Phil Collins finally not gonna be mentioned on an episode. This is the first time we haven't mentioned Phil Collins on an episode in months, I think. Phil Collins always Unbelievable. gets mentioned. But hey, I hope he's let's, okay with it. Yeah. Let's talk about this episode. Let's go ahead and I guess we'll just watch Ooh, I'll just play this whole first sketch. This is just so quick.
4: Hey guys, guys, guys!
1: Don't let them know you want. Be cool. <laughs>
0: Yeah, this one's called "Hey Baby." Odd title because they don't actually say "Hey Baby" in the sketch. You know, and I think about it. Um, simple blackout sketch. What did you think of this one, Jamie? This is this is your first, <laughs> almost your first introduction. to Kids in the hall. At least your first Ashamed, introduction really. to a full episode of Kids in the Hall.
3: What'd you think? I, of you know, that I I thought it I thought it was fairly clever. I, you know, I have always had a. Um, I've always had a bit of a crush on um, what's his name from news radio.
4: Uh, Dave so- Foley.
3: Dave Foley. I I'm so sorry. I'm gonna get all of the kids in the hall name wrong. That's
0: okay. Um, I st- I don't think May knows them yet.
2: <laughs>
3: yes, I do. That's oh, oh I, that's oh, next oh, them is Bruce McCulloch, right? Yes. It, Close. Okay. Yes. Or Isn't did I get it ma- wrong?
1: McCullough no, you got it. is it Oh, did she not
3: McCullough? Yeah, yeah it's, I Bruce think he's a okay. yeah. um, And the other one is Kevin? No, Mark McKinney. Mark, Mark McKinney.
0: Mark McKinney. Okay. You're thinking of Kevin McDonald, who. Uh, he's okay. Not, he's not in this scene. Look at how skeevy he looks here, though, Mark McKinney. Yeah, so, that's true. Per face huge, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Famously on uh, this podcast, we think Mark McKinney has bad vibes.
4: Mm. <laughs>
3: Interesting. Yeah, yeah, he does kind of have bad vibes in this episode. I think that's a theme
4: mm. throughout
0: the episode. Mm. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I guess we'll get to it. I guess, I guess we'll get to the later bad vibes.
2: One thing I thought about this sketch was like that the women sitting at the table look like they're genuinely like, when will we be done shooting this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Act as if you don't want to be vulnerable. here. Like, all right, got it. Um, that's right. And
0: uh, three actual women playing. They, there were several... Uh, I guess extras. Several human actual women in, in, this. in this episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was
1: a landmark episode by that standard. Jamie, yeah, do you know I,
0: do you know this that like famously uh, the kids in, I keep saying famously. The kids and all yeah, yeah. played women I, in their sketches.
3: I always find it found it um interesting when they played women versus when they had uh actors come in to play to be women. <laughs> um I uh, uh, in the same way that it like Monty Python does it like I uh like it's often when the women are often but not always when the women are like sexual objects but that's I guess to be expected
1: (laughs) right yeah I feel like they have a bit of a reputation of you know playing more grounded lived-in female characters than but only when compared to Monty Python and you know other all-male sketch comedy groups that are you know doing basically what you said like just doing over sexualized crazy loud depictions of yeah. women so it's like oh, it feels like it's it should be commended but i think only by comparison it's not i don't know it's not that big of a deal i think um but mm-hmm. this blackout you know did you guys think that they had a little the setup was a little too long and then the punchline was a little too long and that the whole thing could have been accomplished yeah. in half the time yeah
2: but to be fair that's how a lot of their blackouts kind of are like they're always pretty long (laughs) yeah i'm not sure that's being fair but i agree with you okay (laughs) we're not being fair to each other tonight i guess
1: (laughs) (laughs) this is the amay versus nick episode i love it (laughs) i'm so happy to not be in the middle or maybe i am i I just don't know it
2: uh
0: okay well let's let's move on to the next or this opening what do you think of this opening
4: (laughs)
3: Love the opening of Kids in the Hall. Yeah. It's it's among my favorite parts of the the episodes. Um, I you know what I think I, I I had seen the opening credits before. So clearly I had I had somewhere I'm sure a guy showed me an episode of Kids in the Hall. before. Just the
1: opening credits. <laughs> no,
3: it must have been a it full was Nick. one. Um, <laughs> um I uh it reminds me so do you guys know uh the band the Minutemen
1: mm-hmm. no I don't
4: yeah there's uh-uh.
3: there's um it or you know it, it actually actually more I was going to say it reminds me of the cover of Double Nickels on the Dimes but that's actually just because of the car later in the episode but the um what it actually reminds me of more is just uh this is there's uh this is so embarrassing. There's a Shins music video to uh God, what is it called? Um the song that we use in The Bride of Murdery Heights, which I should have mentioned during my comedy history. <laughs>
4: New okay, slang. I don't remember New, slang, New slang, slang.
3: Um that is like them recreating all these old like music videos from from this time. Um Yeah. <laughs> the one from Garden State. I'm watching um, it. You guys
0: can't see it, but I'm agreeing with you.
3: Yeah, <laughs> it looks, yeah, it over looks over a lot over. like uh, the Kids in the Hall opening credits. I'm a, I'm a big fan.
0: Yeah. Do you like the band? Girl. Shadowy. I mean, I'm sure you don't know any of the other songs, but do you like the song, what? I guess? Oh,
1: wow. I like the song. Nick's oh, trying to shits. double up here.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, the uh, the Shadowy Man on Shadowy Planet, the guys that do the theme
2: song to the Kids in the Hall.
3: Oh, yeah. No, I like the song a lot. Yeah, it's good. Don't know any of their songs.
4: <laughs>
2: Yeah, I felt like Nick was just saying that Jamie doesn't know the shins, which seems
4: <laughs> <laughs> not true. <laughs>
2: you don't know that band that you just
1: uh, told us about.
4: Uh, like, the, the, the Here's another thing you don't know.
3: band of when I was in high school. Um, <laughs>
1: Well, two for two, All Nick. Right. I mean, our guest likes the theme and the, 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 the visuals and the song. That's big for oh you. Oh, my
3: God. Well, let's let's get to this sketch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay,
1: yeah, this
0: is your turn. Okay, this one's called Island Boys. Um, oh, I chose a clip from it that – this isn't a great clip, but we'll watch it anyway. I thought it was a funny moment in the sketch. Uh, Where'd you
1: get this beer? Uh, what beer? What beer? I don't know any this beer. This beer. Well, that beer. I, uh, I bought it. Sure. Ooh. How'd you buy it? I uh, borrowed money from a friend. What friend? What?
4: We're not friends anymore?
0: (laughs) So just a silly vaudeville style joke uh, that I like. But yeah, so this sketch, uh, Kevin McDonald and Mark McKinney play two
1: some kind of... Natives, right? They're like Pacific Islanders.
3: I I think that's what they're supposed to be. I was trying to figure it out through the whole sketch. Um, and just a
0: mix of all kinds of different uh, stereotypes about native people, I guess. Right?
2: Yeah, but it's also like a very weird timing of the setting. It's just like, what era are they in? <laughs> I don't know. Like, if this is their modern take on how they believe people live. Well, it must be because <laughs> they're, like they're, if they're talking
0: bl- about tourists and uh, and yeah. uh, selling uh, knickknacks to tourists and that kind of stuff. So there's at least yeah. tourists there. Yeah. Yeah,
2: and, you know, yeah, and talking I feel about like
3: the, the Oscars. Like-
2: That's right. Yeah, they mentioned Jaws. <laughs> yeah. Like, what would you say the premise of this is? Setting aside the weird racism and like, um, you know, fucked this of it. Like, what is the premise of the actual like sketch itself? I think it's like a guy who refuses,
0: a, a man who who doesn't who refuses to like grow up, but he's in a, uh, a stereotypical. Native American tribe, I guess. Or Pacific Islander. I don't think they're Native American. Pacific I think Islander culture. Sure. Yeah, I guess that some of the stuff they were saying reminded me of, of, of stereotypes I think of about Native Americans, but...
2: Well, I feel like they were like... Started from a place where they're like, what if you refused to do the rights of manhood and just yeah. got to be, like, young forever? And then, then they placed it in this random-ass culture they know nothing about, yeah. <laughs> assuming that that's, if, like, what could happen there. Like,
3: right. it kind of makes more sense in, like, it, you could you could remake it, like, in, like, uh, someone who, like, refuses to get their bar mitzvah or something. And yeah, it would be... Mm. More cult. They could do like a medieval
2: version of this, like a, a page who refuses yeah. to become a knight or something. Like, they could really do a lot of different stuff.
3: Like, I, um, and the thing is, like, that would probably be because I don't think the audience really responded to it either. Um, yeah. and I no, have no, it kind of like, bombs.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Pretty wild for the first. And I, think it's
3: but just,
1: I don't think that's. Sorry, go ahead, Jimmy. Uh,
3: I think it was, I mean, I think it was kind of just like they, the context itself was so confusing that they couldn't really play the jokes like there was no it like you know there was no like base reality for them to like to hit against um so it just like which it just seemed confusing to them they didn't yeah. go I, mean, I doubt they objected to it because it was racist considering <laughs> it was 1990
0: yeah but i i, I do think like i was kind of surprised they didn't go full on like uh like brown face or black face in their portrayal here because they've done that before. So maybe they kind of realized maybe we shouldn't do that. But they just well, kind of. I guess like...
2: we'll wait and see if that comes up again because I would not be shocked yeah. if it did. They just kind of like threaded
3: the deal is... here. I think at least. uh Okay, this guy is Kevin on the left. Whatever yeah. his name is, right? Yes, yeah. Yes. I think he's definitely wearing some tanner at oh, least. Oh, absolutely. Like,
0: well, yeah. yeah.
1: See, no, but I thought <laughs> and then I think I, McKinney's I thought, got I, a hair thing that like is supposed to be racial or something, Okay, right? but but I thought but I thought Kevin right. McDonald
0: was I, yeah, I guess you're right because when I was—I I remember when I first started watching this, I thought, "Oh, I guess Kevin McDonald's playing like a white guy that's very tanned because he's on
1: an island." That's what I thought but, when I when they first opened. That's what I kind of assumed. Right. Yeah, but then they, they make this vacation. joke
2: about tanning oil. That's like, yeah, you're right. Racist as well. Yeah, just yeah. in case yeah. you wanted it to give like... us the
1: benefit of the
4: doubt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it ain't tanning really oil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I did uh, think I, Kevin, yeah. I did think
0: Kevin McDonald's performance here was pretty funny. Like he's. If if he were doing this in a different sketch, I would have, I would have enjoyed it a lot more. He's just very yeah, big had, and broad and, and fun.
1: It kind of had a little uh, uh, cabbage-heady vibes to me. I don't know if you guys oh, are yeah, right. Thing, but like very kind of like, yeah, get off my back. I'm acting like an asshole over here. Like, very. <laughs> that was kind of the, I don't know, premise. I kept thinking of like. I, I think, the I'm thinking of
0: uh, Jamie hearing cabbage-heady vibes and like. <laughs> I'm like, yeah,
1: I what the no what fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it was, sorry, it's uh, it a sketch, I think, from their very first episode. And uh, essentially, it's it's a sketch. I didn't care for it too much. Um, it was Bruce McCullough, and he just literally wore a piece of cabbage on his scalp And his name was Cabbage Head. And during most of the sketches that he's in, he tries to convince uh, whoever he's with to have pity on him. And he's usually on a date with a woman and he wants her to have sex with him because, hey, look, I got a cabbage for a head. Like, don't you feel bad for me? I mean,
3: that sounds pretty funny.
1: (laughs) So it is. But but the execution, I don't know. Like, he just is so abrasive the whole time. It's kind of hard to appreciate. Um, It wasn't
0: the the, – it's a recurring character – uh, yeah. At least the ones we've seen so far, it just wasn't very well written. But I agree it's a funny premise. <laughs> I guess that's why they kept bringing it back. Maybe we'll see a good well, one I, at some point.
1: I also kind of got like a, like a Jack Black character vibes from McDonald. I don't know if you guys agree. Like like some sort of slacker. I was trying to pe- peg the game of this, and I was thinking like, I guess Pacific Islander slacker or Pacific Islander. I guess, you, J.B., you sort of said it with like refuse to grow up, right? Is that that's kind of the... Angled. Yeah,
3: yeah. Through. May I think said that. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Um, the but it's like, uh, but yeah. I I mean, it probably could have been placed in a more recognizable context to yeah.
4: Canadians. I,
3: so.
2: <laughs> I mean, I agree with Jamie as well that like the audience isn't responding, no. and I don't think they're like objecting to the like. Uh, <laughs> That's
1: right. It's <laughs> just
4: fucked upness
2: of it. <laughs> I think they're just like because I also wrote as a note before I really realized what was going on. I was like, what universe is this? <laughs> Because it, it just like it's very weird yeah. way to open the whole sketch, and they're both behaving so oddly, so it takes a long time to really understand what's happening.
1: And the order I, that anyway. they choose to put these sketches in, this episode, every episode, I feel like I'm you so can tell confused. By Lord
3: it. Michael's is not taking a heavy hand on the ordering. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But then, yeah. Um. Let's uh. Let's get to the rock one. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, so let's watch a little clip from Can't Kill Rock.
3: You and
1: I are mortal. But rock and roll will never die. (laughs) Now, that's just where you're wrong, Bobby. Recent studies show that rock and roll is, in fact, dying. What? Popular music has been on the wane since 1974, (laughs) the year of the first Bad Company release. (laughs) I have that album. (laughs) Of course you do, Bob. You see...
0: Yeah, I, I uh, this one I, this one was shot so strange. It was a uh, yes. F- Bruce McCullough looking down the barrel at the, at the camera, and then cutting to back and forth to Dave Foley also looking to, at the camera, and Dave Foley in some weird soft mood lighting, uh, whereas well, Bruce McCullough is like shot with just really bright lighting,
1: like. And it feels like McCullough doing it live, and and Foley's like they shot it the day after or something. It's, uh, the, the timing feels off too. It's very weird.
0: I thought it was very funny, though. Uh, yeah. What, what did you guys think about the, any of this?
2: <laughs> I like the way it was filmed back and forth, honestly, because I think the last time we saw this guy, he had the same positioning where he's just talking to camera, kind of. Um,
0: oh, do you think this is the the him? the same character we've seen Bruce play before? I oh, forget his name. Definitely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sure. The, the rocker guy mm-hmm. who writes poetry and the, had the newspaper spinning in that sketch. Yeah, I think it's got to be the same guy.
2: And he's a teen. The only thing he's missing is him making out with an actual teen. That's <laughs> <know> for sure.
4: <laughs> right.
1: I thought this uh, game was pretty clean. Like, I wrote down, actually, rock and roll will die. And I thought they played it out pretty well. I mean, I maybe thought it could have been a little more active or something, you know? I thought maybe it's a shame that every single joke was just cutting to one of them saying something, one of them saying something else. Something, like, there's so much, this character usually does so much physical stuff with a guitar and playing dumb solos. Like, I don't know if the instruments blew up or something to, like, show that rock and roll's dying or some sort of actual physical manifestation of rock and roll dying could have been funny. Um, But I did like it. I mean, it wasn't bad.
3: It's just, I kind of can't blame Kids in the Hall for for this because it's you know 1990 um but i do feel like it is sort of a a comedic premise i don't or like a not even a premise like just sort of like uh i for lack of a better word a game um that like uh, i don't really love which is like somebody explaining something to somebody else uh and I didn't even feel like the the references made a lot of sense as someone who who likes music a lot. Um, But uh,
0: which ones didn't make sense?
3: Well, I like. Why would you? I don't know why you would trace the decline of rock and roll to the bad company release. (laughs) Like, I I'm just finding I I just found it hard to follow. I guess, but maybe that maybe that is on me and my ignorance. Um, I. uh, I like, I right? also, Maybe they
1: were just using like whatever was popular at the time, right? Uh, that's what I assumed.
3: Well, they they specifically were like, um, uh, specifically with the rise of ethnic music. Um, I know, I know. That was just... <laughs> um, but, uh, but but that also doesn't seem like.
4: That... I
3: mean, as as we know, there was a huge explosion in rock yeah, in exactly. the nineties. <laughs> they, they were. This was
0: like right. just like a year before that too. Like they were really yeah. Like, they really, like, screwed themselves with this. But they, but it, I, I, I do remember that, like, being a big thing in the, like, early 90s, late 80s, like, Graceland and and uh, the Clash playing, like, uh, at, they, I guess they called it world music in the Pogues.
4: I
3: know, but that, that I mean, pers- like, I don't even, I don't feel like this is the point of view that the sketch is taken, so I'm not, I don't want to criticize it on these grounds, but I've always hated that kind of like that mindset in like rock criticism because obviously graceland graceland is a rock record it's and it's wonderful for its inclusion of world music and this which i i know there's really no such category as world music but you know just to use the word from the time and uh then also like uh you know like the talking heads were doing that years before um so it just uh yeah but yeah i know that that definitely was probably like a big uh, controversy over the time, but it just seems it feels so quaint in retrospect. Yeah. And then for that to be again like just like pasted on this thing of compl- like a sketch explaining something, it just like really hits my buttons. Like, <laughs> of like, oh, I don't really, I don't really love this. <laughs> yeah,
0: I did like one line that I liked though was uh, test show that a Beach Boys concert is a very sad thing. <laughs>
3: i did like that yeah <laughs> i so, yeah
0: i guess that makes sense that even 30 years ago that was true but <laughs> this because, was like
3: the a 10 years after like kokomo yeah right? Yeah. Or like,
0: right yeah maybe not even that long after kokomo maybe like five years after kokomo something like that but yeah even then this was like uh yeah this is probably when like uh john stamos was drumming for the
4: peach boys <laughs>
1: This is an example of one of those kids in the Hall Sketches where, like, you have to stop, like, enter your frame of mind of a person living in 1990, (laughs) and then resume watching. Like, it's so (laughs) difficult to really kind of appreciate in the way that they intended. Um, I really did love this joke where uh, McCullough says uh, he's trying to come up with, like, the rock version of the food chain. And he says, says, maybe at the top, not a cow, (laughs) but maybe a guitar. (laughs) The idea that he had maybe... (laughs) In the line (laughs) Made me laugh so much Like it felt like He was pitching it Like in the sketch itself I don't know I found it very funny
0: Um, I'm going to play That beginning of it Real quick uh, So I can get it In the podcast But also While I play this Maybe you guys can think Have you guys ever Written a sketch Where looking back on it You're like Oh My reference points Were all wrong You know what I mean Like (laughs)
4: Consider Never. <laughs> <laughs> like the with Time Lord, and may luck <laughs>
1: Yeah,
4: uh. Wait, wait, wait. God, no, I Mr.
1: Gorgonchuck. Oh. I will not stop rocking in your classroom. You're sitting there telling me about the food chain. Well, how about the rock chain? Instead of a cow
3: at the top, there's like maybe a guitar. Because,
4: Sorry. I <laughs> just wanted to get
0: that in the episode, Jared, but so, you know, you, everything you. you've written has held up. Uh, <laughs> you you're got you're, no. uh, you total foresight of uh, of the way things are going to play out. I guess I maybe, or <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to think of any, like, sketches I've written that were pop culture based but i, I
1: can't well, Nick, well i wrote a sketch about stages, um
2: those, those will stand test i wrote a sketch about the sorting hat and now looking back on that i wish i hadn't you know given joanne so much traction <laughs> <laughs> in, <the comedy> world. <laughs> in general like
3: i i feel like when i've when i have written sketches where i've adopted sort of like a know-it-all attitude i've always regret like with sketches when i've been tra- i've tried to like Teach someone something. They do tend to be the sketches. I was like, "What the fu-? like? This is the most unfunny." And it is like, it's something that I actually feel like is really common in, or at least, I don't even know if like internet sketches exist the way they used to. But mm-hmm. I feel like for a while, if you wrote for like a feminist blog or something, for instance, uh, <laughs> you had to post that kind of shit of like, "Here, let's explain why." baby it's cold outside is <laughs> oh
2: yeah save me from baby it's cold outside discourse <laughs> i feel like this year people aren't talking about it i tweeted about this i was like no one's talking about baby it's cold outside this year and i was yeah, so glad COVID, that i that think it pushed back. Baby, it's
4: cold outside i think to the back burner
2: i know everyone's oh, like God. i guess i'm gonna stay in and drink with this guy because <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah. i mean bar. it's covid
1: outside so fuck that yeah, yeah. um <laughs> I, I wrote a sketch uh, that I really liked about Alamo Draft House, and now I feel like I can't use it because the movie that was playing in the sketch was Moonlight, and it was one of the, and I made a bunch of Moonlight jokes, and I feel like <laughs> that's why you will give me that face. Oh,
0: Man. Moonlight! I was thinking of um, the Share movie.
1: Uh, <gasps> no, 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 the one that the one that uh, won the Oscar over La La Land last second when they reversed it and everybody panicked during the ceremony. Yeah, I. I don't know, it's like, and I feel like if you, it's fun in the moment when you're writing a sketch to pick, like, a sort of, you know, esoteric, not used for comedy reference, whether it's current or not, but then if, like, a little time passes, I think you're kind of fucked, and it's like, now I can't really use that sketch, because people would be like, Moonlight, like, (laughs) I guess you know the movie, but you could never make references to it like you could when it was coming out, so. uh, Yeah, I wrote a whole sketch about that scene
0: in A Ghost Story where, uh, (laughs) What's-her-name-eats-a-pie?
1: <laughs> ghost what? story. <laughs> Do you mean that? <laughs> I mean, this is a good example because I have no idea what you're talking
3: about. Wait, are you talking about The Help? No, no, no. <laughs> they eat are you it, talking about American Pie? A ghost story?
0: <laughs> no, a Ghost Story is a movie uh, with Rooney Mara. Uh, where...
3: Right, where they the cheat. Yes, Ghost. there's a scene There's like a There's like
0: a literally a,
3: I didn't know anyone, enough people saw that movie To I have, have no a sketch
4: idea. on I,
1: it I'll have to trust you both There's like a five minute Hope long not scene where she just, like a fool.
0: There's like a five minute long scene Where she just eats a pie uh, Like wordlessly like eats a pie And <laughs> it was the first time The, the actor, it was the first time Rudy Maher had ever eaten pie She'd never had pie before <laughs> Anyway What
1: a, what a strange factoid. Why, so, really, I would never, I would think you wouldn't want to eat something for the first time on screen. That seems ill-advised.
0: Well, I don't know if, I mean, she didn't write the movie, you know? But you're saying she should have right, tried just it Just eat pie in her? your
1: spare time. You know it's coming. You read the script, right? Well, the way
0: she ate it was insane. That was, like, the the premise of the sketch. It was like she would never eaten a pie before, and it was because she hadn't. Anyway, let's move. Right. And that's, a, that's a sketch that I shouldn't have done the one time I did do it, and, uh. Probably will never be able to do it again. But let's move on to Tarantula, the scene.
2: Okay, this, this sketch is personnel. insane. And I just, you know, I just want to say it ends with the pedophile triumphing yet again. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess he does win. In the- <laughs> but yeah, let's watch a little clip from it. Uh, so it was, uh, I'll say, Scott
0: Thompson plays a, a sleazy artist and Mark McKinney plays a 15 year old girl. Spiders have personalities, mm-hmm. you know.
3: You just have to be very open to it. Very aware. Shut up!
4: Shut up! Very, very. very psychic. Psychic? I think I'm psychic. I knew he was going to say that.
3: Fred? Yes? Yeah, John? What is he up to? What's he up to? He's hitting on another teenage girl. That's what he's up to. Herbert.
4: <laughs> I can see
0: you're an old soul.
3: Oh, so oh. little.
0: So, Jamie, how do you how do you think he plays uh, a teenager well? Or what did you mean, <laughs> As Scott? As I said,
3: <laughs> I think he um, I think he did a good job playing the teenage girl. Um, I I do agree that they they play the uh, women uh, like realistically in a way that's nice to say.
2: Um, yeah, they do play women very realistically. I also thought that both of them played these characters really well. And in a way, that I, was, I guess the spiders are the only thing bringing any levity, really, to the situation. <laughs> Because right. it is funny at first just how well they're playing these two characters. But then you're just like, oh, we're about to watch this 15-year-old get, like, sexually assaulted by this <laughs> adult man. Yeah. And then they're like, what, about, what if this zany thing is happening into the side with these two tarantulas
4: to distract
1: us? Yeah, I was men. thinking hard on what the game was. And I was like, well, I, I guess it's underage girl spider rescue. <laughs> and then took a second to be like, wait, it's what? <laughs> <Like>, what the <laughs> hell? What is the sketch? No, I... I couldn't decide whether I liked the spiders or not. You guys sort of did. I
0: didn't love the spiders. I do wonder how. Like, I, I think it's the scene without the spiders would have been better. But I. I but you know, hopefully they would have written in hmm. some more dialogue or, or something or a different ending. But but I do. Uh, I do wonder how they came up with this. <laughs> like, what was? Yeah, it is an what was this, idea. What was the initial idea? <laughs> what, 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 what was the pitch? Just such I a but they a were thinking sketch.
3: about how like creepy guys sometimes have like creepy pets, like okay. Um, and they were just going, <laughs> Patrick Keene
2: had a tarantula for a long time, really. So. Well, what he's are you trying to a say?
3: Guy, um, <laughs> he's saying he's a creep. <laughs> I do, I feel like you know, you know, the sort of guy who has like a snake or like a rat or something, um, right? And uh, and they were like, I bet you know. I bet those those animals are better than than he is and so they I like like all of those
2: animals I feel like you're besmirching the good animal name no they're really
3: creepy I mean I even looking at (laughs) no she's not she's just saying they're creepy and awful I, no, I, look, I'm a vegetarian, okay? <laughs> don't don't put this on you me. You don't eat
1: spiders. You're not I
2: like everybody else. I don't
3: eat else. them. I wouldn't kill them, but <laughs> I, I don't like seeing them. I don't think they should be pets. I think they should be wild animals. Um, Set that
2: tarantula away. free.
1: <laughs> what do you do when you're asleep to, to prevent yourself from eating spiders? Because uh, yeah. to my understanding, everybody eats at least a, a few every year, right? Isn't that the fact? I don't everybody believe says.
3: that. I think you that's don't. a myth. I think that I I think that's something that wouldn't pass fact checking at a at a trivia job. That's for sure. Um, I'm
2: gonna look it up on (laughs)
1: Stubbs. I bet it. Yeah, I bet.
3: I bet they have done this.
0: I bet it just comes from in a way. No one's
1: a vegetarian if that if that's true.
0: Well, we're all saying it's not true, Jared.
1: No, I know, (laughs) Nick. I know.
3: That's really true. Yeah. Well, they say that. I assumed
2: it was true, so I've been going out of my way to eat spiders just to like kind of keep (laughs) up. Right?
1: Why not? Yeah. Yeah.
4: (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, I liked, I liked a few lines in this. I oh, yeah, liked the uh, Melanie, you're painting at the level of a 23 year old. That made me laugh. <laughs> um, don't put yourself in a cage, and she goes like jail. <laughs> that was funny. And then when the spider gets crushed, does someone get me an entomologist? I thought it was funny too. But I don't know if that was that line was funny or if I was just that like that line just like made me check with myself like wait what am i watching (laughs) kind of thing like i had to reckon with the fact that i had just been watching a talking spider you know basically abuser sketch it was it was a very odd combination of of things but uh you know it was it was okay um i don't know middle of the pack for me this
3: this one one, i think this was at least like oh i thought this sketch was like interesting um it didn't really work for me but i um, compared to like the most all the sketches we've seen so far, uh, apart from like the cold open, um, like this one was like, oh, this, at least it's like really weird. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's something you can usually say about the kids. And at least it's really weird.
2: Yeah. yeah. I usually have at least one sketch where you're like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I think this one is just like such a it's yeah, it feels like it's out of a sh- a scene out of a different movie like some indie movie about some poor girl like <laughs> <being
4: assaulted. laughs> yes, it's really yeah.
2: disturbing <laughs> we
3: uh, should say
2: anyway.
4: though that you
3: don't actually see anything happen to her in the right, sketch right, it's right. just implied you don't it's that just it heavily
2: implied
1: <laughs>
0: heavily
4: <laughs>
2: implied
0: <laughs> yes. all right let's watch the clip from the next sketch which is called cats away
1: yeah, have a great time we'll in Mexico. And yourselves. Oh, we'll yeah. Bye-bye. We'll <laughs> great. We have the whole country to ourselves. <laughs> Just two bachelors on the loose. Hey, let's party. Come on.
0: <laughs> and then there's a montage of them partying in different cities all over the country. And then a montage of them cleaning up <laughs> different cities all over
1: the country.
3: Didn't we see this sketch already? Yeah, I, crazy, I thought so too. It? No,
1: I thought the same thing. of May.
3: We really? Must... Oh. Yeah, must, I was they thinking must, uh... they maybe they didn't have enough sketch to fill this uh, episode. Um, <laughs> this felt but... like filler to you. No, I love. This was my favorite sketch of the show, but that's why oh. I think they put it in. It's because they were like, "Oh, this worked in a different episode. And we need something else." So <laughs> was I it from the
1: pilot or something? It must have been from something. Jared, I
0: think it was probably that time that I sent you guys a YouTube version of the of the episode. That must be what it was. Oh, and it, and it turned out oh, to and be. Oh, and Comedy like...
1: Central switched it around or something. That cause...
0: must be what it was. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I, I I have I hadn't seen this one.
1: Oh okay okay, but... um, well anyway. Yeah. Um, I like this one. Uh, I thought that... Uh, I thought the blackout was kind of lame. Like, I thought it was weird that it was... Uh, well, I mean, the premise If I don't know. Should we say what happened? Was it clear? <laughs> Basically, what happens is that, yeah, they have the... As bachelors, they get to essentially like a... Bachelor party or some sort of Vegas trip or something or they just get to like go out and have fun except they're going all over the entire country uh, And then they come back and then the wives say like well, let's see. What do you guys want to do? Maybe we go dancing and they go. Oh, no <laughs> so they had just been partying. And I thought that was kind of lame. I thought maybe like if they said like, you know, oh, what do you guys want to do fly across the country twice or like so, like a maybe like a big Thing that they had done that would be funnier or uh like, do you want to put like confetti around our necks to show that we've been partying, or like something that was, I don't know, a bigger or harder joke at the end?
4: I was. I mean, for. honestly,
3: what I wanted to see is the, to take their girlfriends like all around the country to all the different places and go through the montage again. Yeah. And then. Yeah, that um, could have been funny. Yeah. Or then, like, get, like I mean, like I think it, the the way personally I would have. Like my notes would have been would have been just to stretch it out like longer, and then they like get kicked out of all these different cities or something. (laughs) Um, I feel
2: like part of the joke is that their girlfriends were away, so they wouldn't want to party with them like this. Well, then maybe
1: like they they do it, and then they like the whole time in the montage, you're like, oh. Uh, uh, and the girlfriends yeah. are having fun you know like yeah. i don't know i felt like they could yeah done they're
3: they're something. dragging them to right it, right those shrewish women <laughs> and then um <laughs> <Right>. at the <laughs> uh but i i did i liked i like seeing them clean yeah um, that's, my, got that's a, definitely
0: my favorite part we better clean yeah
1: also is like, that? Would you say that's kind of the game, like the cleanup part of it? Like I had the game was uh, the cleaning up from Bender. Bender, like they go on a <laughs> Bender of having to clean up from themselves. Was that? Would you say the heart of the sketch is the cleanup part of it? I'd just say or, that's the second no?
0: beat. I'd say the the game is just beat. Uh, yeah. Interesting, going all around the country partying.
1: You think yeah. that first beat of them just going around the country? That there's like a joke in that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because that, that seems like, like set up to me. The, oh, okay.
3: Well, no, because like they're going the premise, all over the country. I guess. The premise is like, yeah. oh, yeah. you're not just you're not just partying in like all around the town or something. Like we have the right. whole city to ourselves. We have, a con- we have the whole house to because, our yeah. ourselves. because they went to Mexico. Right. They yeah. have the whole
0: country to themselves. Yeah. That's, yeah, that I was.
1: did laugh in that first part where they were kind of juxtaposing a bunch of images and names of cities were flying at the screen. And I think at one point they had like a glass of champagne and Tulsa flew up at the screen. Yeah,
3: that made me laugh <laughs> that a made lot. Me laugh. Um, <laughs> just it being Tulsa. Yeah. Um, <laughs> My, did you say that they went to Mexico at some point?
4: I think I missed. Their their the girl, well, the the girlfriends, girlfriends the went to yeah. Mexico. Oh, okay.
3: that's
0: why they had that's why they had the whole country to themselves, uh, because their girlfriends were in another country. But um, yeah, my favorite of the clips was the girl waving to a train in Baton Rouge, <laughs> like.
4: <laughs> and there was the same
0: girl waving to a train in Baton Rouge when they did the cleanup montage too, and like they weren't in the scene at all. It was just the girl waving at a train. Um, yeah. Yeah, my only other thing on the sketch was like Dave Foley and Kevin McDonald, just zero commitment in this scene. It's just like, <laughs> like it's almost like a meta sketch because they're just like, it's like the joke yes. is that can you believe we're doing this sketch? Can you believe we're?
2: It kind of reminds this? me of them on premise beach. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, and like a a lot of their other meta sketches, you know, like
1: whatever. Yeah, it's just like. Well, I thought the the production of it was a little you know half-hearted as well because they had they come in after like touring the entire country and they have like two strands of confetti like <laughs> around their neck <laughs> do i guess you know that is supposed to represent the fact that they've been partying across the entire country it just seemed a little like i don't know their clothes should be their hair should be all over the place there should be i don't know cigarette butts everywhere i don't know something that was like a little more crazy
0: yeah well, let's move on to Mutilated and watch a little, a little uh, the opening of this one real quick.
1: Hey, mom, dad, doctor, I want my foreskin back.
0: <laughs> I'll stop it there. I, I, yeah.
2: Okay. This was <laughs> pretty much the entire premise but i i really think that he was just messing around with his turtleneck and they were like damn that looks like a penis and then they wrote a sketch around that <laughs> i am doing a lot of where did the sketch come from conjecture right and that's really what i thought at the very I mean end. there
0: are people that uh what he says that that line about you lose feeling in your 70% of your feeling in your penis or whatever i've heard that before
1: i've heard that i mean and then and then ha- not I having think there's consent a big movement for the to... circumcision yes yeah, is... verbatim I what have... Say, yeah,
3: was was there this big anti circumcision movement back then?
2: I have no idea. I think it's much bigger now, but it's it's like a thing that's been in existence for a little while.
3: Also, I think we should go down the list and say whether you would circumcise your son.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Great idea! (laughs) I'm ready to answer that. Yeah, well,
1: yeah, Nick, you start.
0: I've yeah, never, Nick, you're on top. <laughs> I've never <laughs> thought about it. Uh, ooh, boy. How have
3: you never thought about this? I I've thought about this multiple times. <laughs> I've just I've
0: never wanted to have kids before, so like it's never been even a thought in my head, you know.
3: It's a surprise mm. kid.
0: Pets, pets. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely yeah, you got to circumcise, circumcise something. Uh, I guess I would default to not circumcising it a kid. I don't know interesting jared i think i mean i'm
1: i'm a jew so i I gotta circumcise yeah i mean Mm -hmm. it's kind of an automatic for me and i think i probably would regardless what about you guys
2: Hmm. i'm gonna say no because in my many experiences with penises i have discovered that the uncircumcised penis has having more fun as far as i can tell so
4: You having more yeah. fun, and the, also just the, like
2: there's the a potential for more. danger and injury. I just feel like it's a decision someone should get to make for themselves. I
0: feel like that's a you decision, know, it's like kind of a big you deal. You would never make for yourself,
1: though, right? <laughs> like, yeah, you're not going to be snipping. Well, time exactly. You're if somebody
2: would never make that decision for themselves, and you take away the opportunity, that seems kind of fucked up. I mean, I understand that there are like religious and cultural reasons to do it. That
1: blah, blah blah. You know,
2: our, it's a big <laughs> deal to say no to. So I understand why people do it, but for me. If, if that's not like a part of my decision-making process, I feel like.
1: All right. It's one, I'd one. Be. We need a tiebreaker. I feel
2: well, like it's I, two, one. I,
1: I thought you, I thought <laughs> you abstained essentially.
0: No, I, I said I would <laughs> default to not. Circuitry.
3: Not.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. All right. So it's I, a tie could either, to me, though.
3: I could either make a tie or like make it a route for anti-circumcision <laughs> activists listening to th- this <laughs> podcast. Mm. Um, so, you know, I, there are, you know, health arguments for circumcising, like, um, I think it is harder to, to actually spread STDs, like, with a, a circumcised penis. They're also, um, it, you know, you're less likely to give a woman, a, like, a, a, a yeast infection or bacterial vaginosis if you're having, having sex, because it, it's very hard to clean. But I think they should choose it for themselves. Um and I, I just yeah, and I I I think um you know, I, I I can see why it would be like a personal, like cultural choice. Um but I just couldn't do it. <laughs>
2: Uh, I so in it's like most of your reasons are for the sake of this imaginary vagina haver <laughs> that the kid is gonna have sex with someday. Well I don't the know, kid is going thing.
3: to have sex someday. so
2: but you don't know with who. Well I would, not, there's a lot I would of presumption not circumcise in, in, I would not circumcise
3: though, but I I do respect that there are reasons maybe um that someone would want would want to um to do that. But Mm -hmm. I, but personally, I don't, I mean, it does, it definitely, it definitely does make you have less feeling in your dick from what I can tell.
1: Jews, if you're listening, I got your back. (laughs) Circumcised. (laughs) It's cool. It's fun. Don't, don't, don't listen to any of this.
3: It also makes it much easier to get a hand job if they're uncircumcised. I hope my, (laughs) there's no way my parents would listen to this, but it just is a natural lubricant. So I want, I want my, I want my kid to have the best. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is reminding me of this time when I was in health class in the fifth grade, and they were like, "Does anyone have any questions?" And this boy Isaac raised his hand, and he was like, "When you wash your penis, do you pull back the foreskin?"
1: <laughs> uh, and see me uh, after uh, class, or what? Was there an answer?
4: Uh, I think they
2: were just like, <laughs> "Yes." <laughs> <laughs>
1: Anyway, okay. Well, nothing, I mean, we covered this sketch pretty well, it sounds
4: like. Right? Yeah, let's yeah. move on to... It was a really good <laughs> sketch. I did like it, too, yeah. <laughs> it was a good performance. I too. I...
0: It opens very intense with, like, Scott's crouched down in a very intense manner. Uh, yeah, I My favorite
1: line experience. was, another North American loser with an exposed head. That was funny. <laughs> North American, I, it's funny to me that they, <laughs> how they can phrase that Europeans as don't do,
3: do it in, um, at European Gentiles, I should say. Mm,
1: mm.
0: Well, let's watch a little bit from Car Ride, this next scene.
1: So, what do you think I paid for? I'll tell you. 300 bucks. 30 easy payments. Couldn't even feel them. It was like a soft breeze blowing through my bank account. Who am I kidding? Thirty-six bucks a month almost killed
3: (laughs) me. That was my favorite line. (laughs) You got
1: it. Yes. I like the breeze, like, right before it. But it's so funny. I I have the game of this, uh, meaning of the car matters more than its condition. Does that – do you think that that nailed – I was trying to – I wrote down a bunch of drafts of what the game of this would be. I almost feel like the game is – I feel like it's tough to nail down.
0: I I think the game is maybe not even about the car. It's more just like a man who – can't admit that uh he hates his life <laughs> that seemed to be oh interesting
1: oh it seemed
0: to be like the core of it. Okay. yeah
3: you're right i do think he doesn't he doesn't like the song he's listening to he doesn't understand sports
0: oh, actually those so were funny. my
3: favorite lines. oh yeah
0: i love this sports core it's so it's, it's so, so true, true.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> right and like, he keeps repeating life's a pretty sweet fruit uh but he clearly is unhappy and uh the car sucks obviously so yeah
1: and I I love this what did you scene? think of this one in MA. do you like this
2: I didn't like it it was um, one of those sketches I kind of check out from
1: mm-hmm.
2: usually like a weird character who I'm like what I don't know what <laughs> did you like about <laughs> McC- McCullough's really...
1: kind of performance or just the whole vibe of it
2: yeah his performance I guess I I mean I don't know I just thought it was kind of boring and gray and I didn't like looking at it <laughs>
4: I don't I think that's like a it's really fair.
2: legitimate criticism of this, of this sketch. When I was just like, when will this be I over? Didn't like and it. it kept not being over. This is yeah. anyway. Well, this is
0: another filmed one. So, how many of these were filmed? I guess just two. Two of these were, were filmed pieces: the tarantula and uh, and this one. Uh,
1: I love that moment where he needs to go into the next beat. So he says, "What's a guy need his hair for if he has his radio?" <laughs> <laughs> it makes Absolutely no sense. I I. I I appreciate McCullough in these monologues always kind of seems to revel in 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 nonsense and silliness and he as as crazy and silly as the whole group is, um, for some reason he sticks out to me as the one who's the most willing to like let go of any sort of shape or reason to w- to whatever you know piece that they happen to be making at the time. He, he is so committed to nonsense sometimes that I I don't know. He's 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 quickly becoming I think him and Scott Thompson to this point um, are my favorite cast members.
0: Yeah. You know, growing up, Bruce and Dave were always my two favorites. And as we've been rewatching these, I'm kind of really leaning more toward Bruce because Dave just Dave Foley just seems like he's totally lacks commitment in every scene he does. Uh, It's (laughs) always just like him be like relying on his charm, whereas uh, Bruce like really dives deep. But yeah. And then Scott, too, is, is quickly climbing up my ranks as well um hmm. but yeah I, I like this one. Oh, i did want to say so he says he paid three hundred dollars for the car then he says he paid thirty dollars a month i right, which would but he, but he said he says he paid three hundred dollars for the car and he paid it off over 10 months which he would, so he would think it was thirty dollars a month wait
3: well, because it was because of the the interest, you think?
0: It, the way I cal- it was the lease. at some point he cal- at some point he says thirty six on thirty six dollars a month and thirty payments. <laughs> so I figured out that he actually paid a thousand eighty dollars for the car. Which yeah, I guess it's all in interest. That's insane, though. The guy got screwed.
1: <laughs> I, I get yeah. the feeling that he intentionally fucked up the math as part of the joke. Yeah, that, that's right. that's my. That's what I'm thinking.
0: All right, let's watch a little bit from this last sketch, uh, which is called Ow. <laughs> I'm. How's that spelled? O W W W. I guess it's more like oh, oh okay. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure exactly. How, I mean, he says it over and over again. So we'll hear we'll hear him say it here.
1: He sure does. Okay, what is it? Well, do you remember that girl that you hired? No. The French girl? No. From accounting? No. Monique? Yeah. (laughs) Well, it appears that Monique has been burning things. Oh, what things? Big things. Oh, how big? Cars, buildings, branch plants. Oh, why does she do that?
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so it's a a lot of Dave Foley. He's the... The boss at this workplace, and he just keeps.
1: Thompson's commitment is so good here. Yeah, he's so very funny.
0: good. In it. They actually use real fire too when uh, when Monique, played by Mark McKinney, comes in. She lights a bunch of stuff. I was on taken fire. by
1: that. I don't. I don't recall ever really seeing a live sketch where they used fire. I would just think that <laughs> no one who works for that show would allow it. But I guess it's cool <laughs> if they have a fire extinguisher. I don't know.
2: It seemed very, very, very well. Like they rehearsed
1: it a million times. Yeah, yeah.
2: um Yes. I bet they had somebody on set who was like, <laughs> knows what they're doing, a fire, fire marshal or something.
1: <laughs> a yeah. real pyromaniac. Because
2: look at the way that the trash can burst in the flames. Like, I feel that's clearly a setup situation.
0: Well, they sure. just the, right. the painting, too. Yeah, it seemed like the painting had some kind of flame.
1: It did. Like, situation. yeah, the painting went up in flames in a way that it was like the gasoline was very meticulously applied. <laughs>
2: I really loved Mark McKinney's moment in this. I thought Mm -hmm. that it was very funny, the like, the prop comedy situation, like the the note on fire being blown out of her hand. I think the final fire on the painting was kind of one too many, almost, but it was that part was very funny to me. I found like Dave Foley's character kind of weird and annoying and sort of unnecessary. (laughs) Like, I think the joke is this, yeah
1: i agree I'm, I'm glad they woman? made the choice to make her you know this pyromaniac and her character to me was was certainly the funniest p- part of it and i mean i think while the game was still you know boss who hates confrontation i agree i made that foley was you think the that's least... that oh you disagree well you i think, think i
3: think it i think it was sort of that they were just two games and they were not um hmm. Uh, there was maybe just too much going on well, with yeah. I think
0: a lot of these kids in the all sketches they remind me of uh, Beatles songs where it's like they basically just <laughs> yeah. combine two songs together like John has half a song and Paul has half a yeah. song and uh, they just put them to make one part the verse and one part the chorus and it's like okay that's good enough I guess uh, but
1: right two half sketches put together
0: yeah because it, d- it definitely did feel like two different sketches crammed into one
1: so you would separate boss-hating confrontation from firing a pyromaniac? Like you don't think that those work in? I mean, I together? think we
0: all kind of feel like the boss-hating confrontation just didn't work, right? So maybe it just it's just
1: well, no, well, I, mean, I think well, it, it was didn't like work, the way but he that chose intent,
2: to I mean. do it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, sorry, go ahead. Jamie loves it. Jamie loves it. I
3: didn't. <laughs> I didn't mind it, but I have. I feel like Dave Foley has done this character before before yeah. like it's sort of one of his stock characters yeah. right and it's kind of just I mean like not this specific character but the characterization his, his vibe it. his
1: attitude yeah yeah
3: I think like
0: guy and relying first... on charm is a, is a big thing Dave Foley does as, as a character but yeah I'm sorry go ahead Jamie
3: I was it's funny you said that I was just about to say like I I personally like that he relies on charm <laughs> I, I like I to me he is uh Charming to me it's funny. to me, yeah, I guess to me it's it's charming. But it's also to me it just seems like um it's not necessarily that he's not being commit committal, um, or committed. Um, but he is just like uh he is sort of trying for a different like register. Like he um in a lot of these sketches I think he is thinking of like you know, like bad uh after school specials or like um like things that are maybe acted in a sort of stilted way that he enjoys and he's like sort of playing to that. Yeah. Whereas um a lot of the other performers are like very um very committed to like playing it to the reality of the thing. Um and I don't know that what he's doing is less committed basically. Yeah. And
0: this one I wouldn't hmm. have I, I wouldn't say it was less it, it was more that uh that uh vacation one or the cats away where i thought he was being less committed but yeah i, I hear what you're saying it is like he is trying something i guess it's more that it just wasn't working for me
1: he had that kind of mcdonald like wine to every time he spoke i mean like i guess that was the just the <laughs> he had to hit that, that's part of the joke, the no, no, or the oh, or however you are doing it, Nick. Um, but I I don't know. It's just not a funny sound. <laughs> like, I feel like he really could have accomplished the same exact thing without as grating of a sound. <laughs> is that is that just too simple of an analysis? <laughs> is that just a dumb thing to say? I just feel like it's, I don't know, it's just annoying sounding.
2: Well... Just his voice, you I mean?
1: Just the, oh, the, oh, the, the line. It is really kept...
2: annoying, and I think it's not cute. I think it's, like, treated like it's supposed to be.
3: This is not the, funny. The problem is that, and this is probably, maybe this is the fatal flaw, is that he is very cute physically, and so there's always going to be someone like me who's, like, he's my favorite, because he's just a cutie pie, um... Oh, God. I feel like he
2: would describe himself as a cutie pie. He definitely <laughs> would. He'd be
3: like, I'm <laughs> such a cutie pie.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you saw him on the morning show today.
2: I did. I was watching the morning show. He um, has a brief cameo. I don't know if he'll come back later. It's kind of like a weird thing for Dave Foley to be cast in because he literally has like two minutes on screen. He's like some actor, comedian type, and he gets asked on the morning show, and he's being interviewed by their gay... Uh, newscaster who confronts him out of nowhere about how he dave foley called that character mincing and he gets in his face about it and then it's like over so i'm like why did this happen why was it dave foley <laughs> is it coming back i don't know yeah. we'll see interesting
1: well he acts as like he's a character actor and he's been in a few things right nick or he's yeah i mean he's he's yes i mean
2: i think he pops up but right. it also feels like dave foley is a very known man right so it really could have been anybody there in that particular role, he's not recurring. So I have no idea.
3: Doesn't he have, like, ongoing money problems that require, like, leads Ooh, him I to take pretty that. much everything? Yeah. Oh, something. I feel like this is one of the main facts about Dave Foley. I know. Um, That's why he did celebrity poker. Um, something with his divorce <laughs> with his wife. Yeah. he oh. uh, His wife, like, I think it was, like, a thing where she would not divorce him. Uh, for a while um, like she refused to get a divorce until and the only way I I might be getting this wrong but I think it was like that so he had to agree to very unfavorable terms it was
2: also something to do with. okay uh, I just looked it up he's in two episodes of the morning okay. show so maybe the ah. next one will cast mm. some light on the situation and I think it
0: has something to do with the USA versus Canada divorce mm. like I, I want like I don't know but but also they would they divorced while he was on news radio so his income was like he it was like the most he's ever going to make for the rest of his life that he has to keep paying right. alimony based on mm. you know being a sitcom star when he's so, wow,
4: so in really addition
0: tapped. to being
3: in addition to being you know uh, an anti-circumcision
4: activist
3: i am a mentor <laughs> so i'm so glad we could bring up like the unfair alimony um, that men get in our biased court system. Yeah, listen to wow.
0: Dave Foley, yeah. Mark Maron, if you because I, I, I remember hearing about this when he was on the What WTF podcast. So, if you're curious, that's where you can find it. But that, hey, that's uh, that's the end of the episode. Jamie, um, oh. do you are you gonna take anything from Kids in the Hall in in your future writing?
3: <laughs> I uh, the thing I, I was thinking when I was watching it like the most is like man this like this definitely this influenced so many guys and and girls I know um, who make a kind of comedy that I don't find particularly funny um, <laughs> I saying
2: something positive and they influence them to just keep following their dreams yeah, so like, thanks a lot
4: kids in the hall
3: it's <laughs> I um like and but i you know it's just like one of those things that isn't for me but is is definitely for other people and i think they can keep doing it just like circumcision
1: (laughs) you'll allow them to watch. like
3: they can keep doing it and it's fine it's just like it's just not it's not really my taste um but i i think they're all really talented performers and like what you were saying about like the level of commitment um among the cast members is really admirable because um, you definitely don't see that in in most sketch shows like especially like i mean like saturday night live i feel like has gotten less committed over over time um and now it's a lot, mostly mugging um uh and like uh even like the shows I really love, like, uh, like, uh, like Mr. Sh- Mr. Show and stuff. Like, I, I think that as a lot of times, like, is also like, uh, it's playing up like uh, sarcasm, or just sort of like, like winking at the audience a little mm. bit in a way this show does it. Yeah. Um. Mm. So good for good for kids in the hall. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think it's weird as a sketch actor having to find that balance of like, immediately snapping into a character that the audience is going to you know respond to and recognize and like being committed in a scene and like playing it like a real scene in a real you mm-hmm. know like a movie or something so i don't know it's it is always tough and i feel like it it varies wildly from cast member to cast member and even episode to episode um mm-hmm. i agree though i wish there was more overall commitment in sketch comedy i feel like you know most most of the filmed pieces that we see in sketch comedy i think it totally allows for that and i think that you see that in kids in the hall too like the more film pieces that we watch uh like even the spider sketch you know today that 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 has no real problem with commitment for me but it's it's sometimes when you feel the desperation in a live sketch when they're hamming it up
0: well hey let's uh do real quick let's do sketch of the app jared do you want to sing the song I mean
1: Yeah, sketch of the app, it's the sketch of the app. Come on down, it's the sketch of the app and mine's McCullough in the car. What about you guys?
0: Oh wow. Yeah, I think mine is also McCullough in the car. Yeah. It's either that or can't kill I'll go with the car ride sketch as well. Amae, Jamie?
2: Um I feel like uh none of these sketches really jumped out to me and I I might have to go with the like the pedophile wins. <laughs>
4: Sketch.
2: <laughs> Would you just because it's like I do think like the performances speaking of committed are very committed at the top from uh, McKinney and Thompson and even though I don't like the implications of this sketch I think it's like very well examined scenario and just also fucking weird <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's my sketch. Jamie what did you think?
3: Uh I mean, I guess you guys had seen it before, but I, um, I really, my favorite, like by far, probably wow, by far. was Cats Away. Was the, yeah, the Cats Away. Though I actually, I did really love the circumcision one too. I really thought that was just a brilliantly delivered monologue. I didn't really like the turtleneck joke. Yeah. The
4: end. <laughs> no, that's why but, it exists. I
3: <laughs> you know that's why it exists, but it was, it did strike it. It was like the moment that got the biggest laugh to me at the beginning that you played.
2: That's um, true. Um, if you're listening to this, we just want you to take away this message: and circumcision now, men's No,
1: Jews unite. <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted to shout that into a microphone. Um, Jamie? Nick, we did it. Yeah. Is there
0: anything you want to plug, Jamie, or anything like that? I don't know if we, if it'll help you very um, much, but.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, you can catch me every um every Tuesday on Herald Night at UCB <laughs> Theater. May live forever. Uh <laughs> Okay. Um I no, I uh I don't think there will ever be um shows again. Um because uh that we're in a new uh, Covid wave. So did stay, you have stay. one cancelled,
1: or did you have any interruptions?
3: I'm I'm about to have one cancelled. Oh, I can no. feel it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel
2: like last weekend was our last weekend to uh, enjoy anything. <laughs> and, or maybe it was this weekend, but nothing's getting yeah. cancelled here in Austin.
0: We're just soldiering through it, I guess.
4: Nice.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> Congrats? just you wait. <laughs> it's in the comedy community uh, now. So true. all right. <laughs> Well,
0: until next time, keep crushing those heads.